Before we get going properly, just to let you know that this episode is episode one of a two-parter. Part two will be out next Friday. Hello and welcome to the Built Environment Marketing Show. And I am your host, Ayo Bass from Abbas Marketing. I'm a marketeer, a content creator and trainer for built environment firms. The podcast has had a bit of a summer break and it's so nice to be back and back in the interview seat, I guess. I've got some lovely interviews lined up for you over the next few months. So make sure you stay tuned and that you've clicked the follow button wherever you listen. Today's guest is from a firm whose marketing I really admired from afar for many years. They're an engineering firm called Hawley. And if you've not checked out their marketing, I really, really advise you to do so because it's quite honestly brilliant. I've been a huge fan for a long time. So it was really lovely to connect with Rachel Davis from there, who's their marketing director. What's most impressive to me is they actually do most of their marketing in-house. And to me, it really does stand out from the crowd in terms of, I guess, how crisp it is, how sharp it is and how it represents who they are. This conversation touches on a lot of things, but mainly around kind of content and their approach to thought leadership and, you know, how they kind of, I guess, program what they do and how actually good content takes time to make, which I which I love as a kind of overall message and takeaway. So anyway, I'll stop talking now and I'll let you get on with listening. Enjoy the conversation with Rachel. Bye. Hi, Rachel. Thanks so much for coming on to the show. Can you introduce yourself and your role at Hawley? Yeah. Hi, it's lovely to be here. I'm Rachel Davis and I'm the Director of Marketing at Hawley. And what do you do in that role? What do you, what kind of aspects do you cover? How big's your team? Uh, team is, I think, about 15. We've had a couple of new recruits. So I've lost count recently, but that, that's great. Um, we cover all sorts of things, all the things that you'd expect, internal comms, external comms, look after social, look after the web. Um, we have our own in-house graphic design and motion graphic designers. And we're also really lucky because we have um, a small team of three that create 3D visualizations. Um, and so that's a, a a little added extra into the into the mix that we have. So, yeah. Is that a 3D visualization for the marketing or also for what the business uses? Yeah, a bit of both. Yeah, yeah, a bit of both. I mean, generally, they help support in winning work. So when we're trying to concept, conceptualize a scheme for a client, um, often it helps if it's in a 3D realm so they can see um, what it is that they're going to be getting. Um, so there's a large chunk of their time that's there, but also in uh, marketing. Um, and they can do all sorts of funky things as to way above my pay grade but uh, no it's great really really nice extra to have <laughs> I was gonna say and um, so how can you tell me a bit about Hawley as well because like it's one of those practice names that I've always known of but I don't know much about yeah and I know well, I've always liked your stuff but like you know it's one of those <laughs> yeah well I'm relatively new I suppose I've only been here for six years um yeah. and Hawley is 160 years old so yeah um, I saw that I was like whoa yeah <laughs> Got, it's got a pretty good uh, heritage. In fact, the, the founder, Henry Lee, was he was quite the man. So he, I think, did the first sort of uh, air-conditioned cooling um, at the Royal yeah. Belfast Hospital. I think he pioneered street lighting. And he was the person who um, coined the term consulting engineer. 
So he was, <gasps> he was quite the dude, was Henry. Um, and later, on there with him. Yeah. And so he, he started um, uh, the firm, uh, which has been a partnership for many, many years. Um, and we are predominantly uh, have been traditionally MEP based, but we have a huge number of specialisms now, um, including sustainability, lighting, acoustics, security, AV. You, Lots and lots and lots. So kind of specialism, um, specialism under, 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 the, under the engineering banner. Will, yeah, absolutely. Kind of and, and they're there to, I mean, if you're designing a building and if you took away the civil and infrastructure pieces and the structure of the building, Hawley does all the other yeah. bits concerning the environment of the building, if you like. Um, okay. So... The firm has a great legacy. We're mainly UK based, um, yeah. but um, and we've got just over a thousand people now, about a thousand two hundred. That's a good sized team for a thousand two hundred. Like lots of people don't have that. <laughs> you mean my marketing team? Yeah. <laughs> it almost yeah. sounds like it's actually in the realms of where it should be. <laughs> yeah, I, and I think uh, when I joined six years ago, there was more like uh, three or four. That's what. Yeah, and I've been very lucky because the the firm have supported the growth of the team, um, yeah. and I think that's mainly due to the success of the of the rebrand work. Um, it's completely transformed the firm from where it was to where we are today, and so they've seen the value that the team can bring them. Um, we're a very busy team. I'd love more people, <laughs> but then I'm probably delving into the. Uh, megalomaniac <laughs> stage there so probably need to like rate 400, it in. <laughs> that's my team <laughs> yeah uh, so uh, your rebrand when did you do that how did that come about because that was was that no I get you that was a big shift for the firm in terms of how they operated yeah huge um so yeah I joined six years ago they brought me in really to do the rebrand for them so they were already yeah. working with um Bristol agency called Mr B and Friends a lot of the um exploratory work had been done um, already when I joined um, and then we put into practice sort of the um, implementation of that about a year after I joined so the yeah. firm's rebrand has been going for five five years wow which seems like a long time but also a really short time but it's evolved, isn't it? So you've got the you've got the crux of it now. It's just the case of it, but evolves and develops as you as you grow and flex, really, isn't it? It's, it's kind of that, isn't it? Yeah, and responding to what's going on in the world around us, you know. So all the changes in net zero, for example, and um, yeah. responding responding to that um, climate change, um, you know. Uh, Massive. Skills gap <laughs> is massive for engineering consultancies. So we're constantly evolving, um, but it's built on great foundations, which I think is critical in a, in any brand. Otherwise, it sort of loses its way if it's not real. Um, yeah, so it's been fantastic. And what's been kind of been your overall approach to marketing overall in that six years? What's your what's your take? What's your approach? Is it on kind of yearly plans or? grander ambitions or themes or I don't know loads of different ways isn't it <laughs> yeah yeah um I think me personally I'm quite quite a dreamer I quite like big aspirational things to aim for I like nice. the fact that we are 
small, but we punch well above our weight. So we're, you know, we are competing with the big boys like Arab and um, WSP and others. Um, so um, I, I, I think the the approach is very much content led um, and thought leadership led, and that the heart of it really is how we connect the brilliant things that our people um, can do here, their expertise, their knowledge, and the different specialisms that they offer to the world at large. So whoever those people are, I'm sort of, I'm sort of loath to say clients because there's lots of people who aren't necessarily the client that we are also trying to connect with and yeah. understand um what we do so there's so many different communities isn't there there's so much there's so many different communities that you do actually have to connect with and, yeah, I, and one are. of the things I like about I like the fact that you bring I guess you bring a fresh approach to what we're doing but connect with different people because it's not always the same kind of technical technical kind of content it's actually it's much more story-led and it's much more open in a way from what I can see yeah thank you I mean that, that's what we try and do because at the end of the day we are talking to other human beings. Um, and when you're 160 years old, I guess there's, you can make some assumptions that we technically know how to engineer. Um, we're quite good at that. Um, yeah. and, and I think the other thing that's been really interesting is just the voice of the engineer is just as relevant as any other party in the construction of a, of a building or of a community or of a of a city and I think the engineer's voice has been quiet for too long um, and I think given the challenges that the world faces now's the time really for an engineer to or engineers in the whole not just at Hawley across the globe across every company for them to step up and stake their stake their relevance claim how comfortable are your engineers in doing that? Because that is quite a big change for engineers. No, it is it, across the. I no, know you're lots right. of engineers, right? <laughs> yeah, Let's you're be honest. Right. <laughs> it, it, it is challenging. Um, I guess that's part of the part of the fun. I think as well, it's always best when you can demonstrate that it works, so that people yeah. don't feel like, oh gosh, am I being set up here to do something silly or make a fool of myself in some way? Um, so I think we, we've had some great success stories that give confidence to others. Is everyone ready to do it? No. Does everyone mm -hmm. need to be ready to do it? Maybe not. So I think um, we've got some great champions who are really good at going out there and talking um, in a, in a um, I'm going to say more simplistic way. I don't mean in a dumbing down sense, but just can can connect what we do day to day with our clients in a in a easier easier language as it were um so no it is it, it is challenging and remains challenging but i think if we don't rise to the challenge we're going to be in trouble um yeah. especially now with uh, the emergence of ai a lot of the what do you want to call it sort of like the grunt work of engineering will be done by machines and computers you know so yeah. the skill of the consultant will be the thing that you know really will help and it's their ideas it's their ideas and their solutions yeah. isn't it and that that's what it's going to be and, that, and that's that thing of that expertise and, and using that because it's like yeah. those bog standard calculations are going to be just be run on the computer so it's yeah, just absolutely. kind of like actually it's, it's that and how to solve these huge huge challenges the world is facing so yeah, yeah no it's 
so interesting. But yeah, it's like, <laughs> how do you make engineering? Yeah, because because I think the other thing is if you try and simplify engineering, sometimes people are like, you're dumbing us down. And you're like, actually, no, I'm just making it accessible to more people. And I think it's, yeah. it's that fine balance, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And there's a, there's a place, isn't there? There's a place to be technical and to be yeah. deep into that. It's like the Ice Chuck Tea Journal. Yes, you can do that there. <laughs> yeah, go, go for it. Um, but, um, you know, maybe the website's not the place to do no. that. Maybe when we're trying to explain something to someone who's not an engineer, maybe that's not the place for that. So um, I think it's about um, bridging the two worlds as best as, it, as you can and showing them that you you can still make real impact without the technical jargon. So that's what we try we try and do. I'm sure we're successful yeah. sometimes and fail in others, but it's all part of the so, fun. In terms of like content and thought leadership, what I mean, how do you approach it? What's your kind of approach and viewpoint and, and how do you do it? Because you do great and lovely stuff. <laughs> Like, and it wasn't just me saying that. I had, you know, I have virtual coffees with people, and I had one on Friday with a head of marketing from an architectural firm. And I said I was interviewing you, and you went, "Oh, I love this stuff." Well, <laughs> oh, good, brilliant. He literally um, did. <laughs> he was like, "I was looking at their new website." <laughs> oh well, I'm, I'm really pleased about that. I'll do this podcast again. Go and have some more coffees. She <laughs> <laughs> um, was like, "I'm going to pay my now." <laughs> Well, the thought leadership stuff, I mean, we, we lead our marketing really with thought leadership. Um, yeah. And um, we do that for a couple of reasons. The first one is actually the importance of thought leadership internally, because you have to bring together the experts who are talking about a subject matter and you have to get some consensus around that. You have to get them to focus. What You know, what are we going to go out and talk about? What are the challenges in this sector or, or or whatever the scenario mm. is and so you have to you're already bringing that um different way of thinking internally in amongst your uh, engineers and specialists um because we're not all just engineers here but you know so you're bringing yeah. the technical expertise together to discuss a bigger problem so that's really valuable in itself and do you do that as a separate kind of standalone you come together and you do that or what's your yeah yeah so we bring we bring a team together it has to be a fairly small team because otherwise uh it descends into chaos (laughs) and you know things take 500 times longer than they actually need to take um so you have a fairly small core team you discuss what's going on and you're challenging as well so someone might say oh we need to talk about subject y and subject y is well understood uh, and, you know, it's being covered in lots of places and, you know, there's, there's no value in us talking about subject why. So mm. we have to be challenging as, as well till we get to a point where we think we've got something interesting here that would be good to explore. And then we begin the process of who would we like to go out and talk to about that? Oh, um, nice. Yeah. So the next bit then is our internal expertise, thinking about their clients influencers sponsors of us maybe institutes that we have connection with and then sort of some more of the left field voices that um might have an opinion on the subject matter as a whole and we go out and start asking them do you want to participate in this with us so second bit of that 
brilliant because that's either deepening existing relationships, starting a new one, um, you know, and so there's the, the relationship management piece there is also really critical. Yeah. And then we go interview and then we build whatever it is we're building. And uh, my team would look at how are we creatively going to tell this story? Oh, I love that. So you don't you don't go in with a, it's going to be a report. It's not a or it's going to be a blog. It is more a case of what's the story. No, no. Uh, one of the things when I joined Hawley, marketing was brochure production. <laughs> so one of the things I said very quickly when everyone came, oh, I need a brochure on this. No, you don't. You don't no. need a brochure on this. Trust me. Let's talk about what you're trying to do. So um, we always start with the, you know, what what's the story we want to tell? Who needs to be involved in the story before we even get into what is the thing that we've yeah. been produced? Because the thing could be anything. And the thing um, shouldn't drive any of the decision making, really. So that's lovely. Um, that's where we go. And then we build the thing and then it's released into the wild and um that's the next <laughs> well, hopefully and the reason it hopefully if they are successful the reason it's successful is because you've done all of that internal work because you've got to land the thing and the, you can't land it unless you're invested in it so all of that yeah. internal stuff once the thing's arrived you can go off and you can talk to your your client about it and say, I, and I guess it helps with the buy-in as well, right? If they've always, they've they've taken it from those early stages and they understand how it, how it's come through, yeah, then it's definitely yeah. going to help you in terms of internal buy-in and, and wanting to share it, right? Exactly. The, the easy bit is to create the thing. Yeah. The hard bit yeah. is to come up with the thing in the first place and then connect the right people to it. It's Io here, and as you're a listener to the show, I just wanted to tell you a bit more about how I can help you get your built environment marketing done. If you're looking to set up a company podcast or trying to figure out what content you want to create for an amazing campaign that really engages your audience, or even if you want to get your business more up to speed in terms of how they approach digital marketing and how you get kind of senior level people on board with workshops and training, then do bear me in mind. I'm actually a marketing consultant, content creator, and trainer but I work specifically with built environment firms just like yours. So I know the best practice and approaches, but also most importantly, how to apply them to our sector. You can find out more about my work at abassmarketing.com or feel free to email me at io, which is A-Y-O, at abassmarketing.com. There's also links in the show notes too. Thanks for listening and now back to the show. What time frames does that kind of take you to get a piece of poor leadership from? Yeah, it really depends on the team. Yeah? <laughs> it really depends on the team. Some of okay. them have taken a long time. Yeah. Um, and, and that's probably in part because it was untested in Hawley. So there was nervousness around, hang on, what, what's Rachel asking me to do here? Why would this work? Why am I going to give up my time to do this? And yeah. so a lot of hand-holding and, and reassurance and trying to give examples of why this would be the approach we should take. So um, it really does depend. But I would say on average, they're sort of six, seven 
eight-month program. So they're big, they're time-intensive, but then anything that's worth doing normally is. So I think that I would rather I would rather spend eight months pulling together a piece of really good. good thought leadership than spinning out 50 brochures in the same time frame. As would any other marketer. <laughs> It's only like brochure. Oh, do, do you know what? It's, it's that thing, you know, when someone used to come over to you. Because I always think the, a brochure was, was someone's crutch, basically. You know, like, Absolutely. I can't go out without it. <laughs> it's like, no. Yes, you can. <laughs> it's exactly the, the phrase I would use. It's it's a crutch. And it's also yeah. the other phrase that I really like, which I have to um, give credit to a, a former boss of mine, Rod Kay. It's also what you call spray and pray marketing. Yeah, Because it it's, is. You know, it's not tailored in any way. It's really about us and not about the client. And, it, you know, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Get everything out there. Tell everyone everything. Yeah, Leave them yeah tell come. everyone everything. They'll be interested. <laughs> no, they won't. But that, I mean, so how many of those, like, for leadership pieces do you aim to kind of have over the spread of a year? So that's quite, um, it's a long process, isn't it? So do you have, like, yeah. we're looking to do five or is that too much? You know, like. <laughs> no, we'd, we'd look no. to do one major piece of thought leadership in a year. Two, if Fantastic. we were really had a if we had a really energetic internal team who could run at the same pace as us, then we could do two. So generally, what we t- try and do is have um, one or two big pieces, and then yeah. we supplement that with what we call an insight series, and that is much smaller web LinkedIn post type pieces yeah. that are. Not traditional thought leadership, but they are um, giving a commentary, giving a a view about something that's going on, making a suggestion, um, highlighting a a challenge. Um, So we we supplement it with that. I was going to say, I was like, how many of those big ones can you do? I was like, that's a lot of work. Uh, (laughs) So how do you kind of approach digital kind of media and also, I suppose, social media and the the channels? Because you're not on things like Instagram and stuff where I couldn't find you. Or is uh-huh. that true? Ah, so yeah. I was thinking, where <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I feel like it's a confession time. Yeah, so oh, sorry. I, <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, I mean, just as a general approach to digital, I, I, I don't really, don't really view it like that. Digital is a platform, so I would say today, you know, 99% of what we do is going to involve digital in some way or yeah. another, but we don't start out with uh, how we're going to use digital. <laughs> That's not the question we ask ourselves. It's more, um, here's a story we want to tell, what's the best way to do it? It's going to be through yep. digital, for, for example. So we, we come to it in that way. Um, and as I say, there's very few projects now that ha- don't have a digital component um, to them. Yeah. Social media, we um, we heavily use LinkedIn as you'd as you'd expect, and as you know, this is how we we bonded together uh, for a shared um, post that drove us up the wall. Uh, so uh, we use LinkedIn heavily. That's where you know the vast majority of people who would be um, procuring, for the most part, would 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 see us. Uh, we stopped using Twitter or. X, as it's now known, um, about a year or so ago. What, what, when someone bought it by any chance? Uh, 
No, actually, we we turned it off way before there because we just were getting no value from it, and it was another uh, thing to do with no return. So yeah. we 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 um, just quietly, without telling anyone, turned it off, and no one noticed. So I think that was the right decision. I love that. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then. No, just stealth, like stealth bombers. We just turned it off. Um, And then Instagram, we actually started up um, using Instagram this year um, under the title Generation Steam. And we've done a a piece of work Ah. here. You'll have to look it up where we are targeting (laughs) young girls who are 13 to 18 years old and trying to encourage them to, or at least be inspired by a possible career in the built environment. And so nice. we've um, done a piece of work on there um, and we will continue to evolve that um, because one, it's a good platform. We, we like the platform. There's other platforms that we probably wouldn't choose as a, as a firm to, to go into. Um, yeah. um, it's where our target audience um, are hanging out online. Um, it's very visual as well, isn't it? So really nice visual. design is yeah. going to help them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we wanted to separate slightly from uh, Pauli, um, and we wanted to almost slightly separate from the word engineering as well. Um, I suspect yeah. there may be some instant turnoffs to young people when they just hear that word. So we're trying to um, talk to them in a different way. In fact, we had uh, we trialled it with some friendly sixteen-year-olds who are absolutely brutal and um, cut us down to size and told us it was rubbish. What did they so we say started to you? again. <laughs> they were like, like, "This is no. boring." <laughs> and that's got too many words on it, and he only had like five words on it. So yeah, we, no, it whole... they actually like. It's like acronyms as well. It's not even like full words. You're like, what's Zoom? <laughs> so we, we reassessed. And um, no, it's good to get the feedback. We, we, we're all a bit bruised. Like, wow, they're really honest. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so we've been doing that now for a few months. And um, it, it needs lots more pushing and lots more content. But yeah. we do have a good content stream because we've got the podcast and we we try and get really interesting, um, not just women, but lots of interesting women. Uh, we have our uh, client magazine as well that has some great content. So we, we are sort of um, repurposing uh, and sort of um, making it more appealing to, yeah. in particular, young women. So... I mean, just reflecting on the weekend, unfortunately, we didn't win the World Cup, but, but it was who'd amazing. Have thought, who'd have thought? Oh my gosh! You know, you'd see uh, the crowds and the numbers and the professionalism uh, and the, you know, just everything around that. Yeah. Such a positive step forward for women in sport. And actually, we looked at. Um, we took a lot of inspiration from the sports industry who have been doing a pretty good job in terms of attracting Inspiring. and grassroots really activities into sport. So what could we learn from them? Thanks so much for listening to the Built Environment Marketing Show. Don't forget to check out the show notes, which will have useful links and resources connected to this episode. You can find that on abassmarketing.com. And of course, if you like the show, 
please do share it with others on social as it helps more people to find us. See you soon.